his heart's been broken by a love, by a loss, sometimes a win. Hey everybody, welcome to One Single Choice. I'm Sam, your host. Hey, we're on episode three, if you can believe it. I can't believe it. My teeth are finally better to where I can talk. I don't know, some of you know, I had uh, a couple of teeth pulled last week, working on fixing my smile and it's not only stressful going to the dentist so much, it's, um, it takes a while for your mouth to heal. You know, you got to use it to eat and to talk and all that. I didn't realize how painful it was going to be. But anyway, I'm back and um, I, I'm really excited about today's program because, you know, I, I'm trying to find ways to inspire people. And so for for this episode, I called it Clear Motivation. And it could be called Clear Motivation or Clear Inspiration because I have um, an interview that I did with someone very important to me. Um, I It is my ex-husband's sister. I her and I have been close for years and it's one of those friendships that we can go months and months and months without speaking and then you know either a holiday pops up or you know something goes on and every once in a while we'll just get a text message here and there and she's the kind of person where we can pick up where we left off no matter what and We've always been support for each other, and I, I just she inspires me, and she always has inspired me to to be more and to do more, but also to just find happiness in every day, um, find ways to be grateful, and so I I'm not gonna hold on to you guys very long before I start the interview because really it's it's really good and inspiring and so i'm just going to stop right here and take you to it so debbie how's florida florida's awesome the weather right now is perfect about 80 degrees a nice breeze um it's just a great time to be in florida so we have that same thing here in texas you know the only thing missing well there's a couple of things missing you know we'll leave disney on the back burner but the uh one of the things that's missing is the water are are you close to the water so i'm about uh probably a 15 minute drive to the beach oh and that's I'm thinking good. about going there today very nice just that's to check cool. it out yeah so um yeah we're missing that in texas i mean it's going to be 80 today it's going to be a little over 80 and you know we have this issue where it gets cold and like we have to turn the heat on and then the next day it's hot and you have to turn the air on and i'm just i'm done with it it drives me crazy well that's how it is in tennessee you oh, know really? we had two nights of 28 degrees Ooh. with a high of 35 Ooh. during the day and then over the weekend it was 70 so wow it's, yeah it's it's keeps you guessing all the time in yeah. tennessee but i'm happy to be in florida right now that's cool 
So Debbie, welcome to One Single Choice. I'm so excited that you're here today. I know I've told you before that you're one of the few women in my life that have always been an inspiration to me. And I'm excited to have you here so that my listeners can meet you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And I did not realize I was an inspiration, but I am so happy to hear that because I think if we're just living our life and being true to ourselves and being who we are, um, it's nice to know just by doing that, that we're inspiring other women. Right. I love to hear that. Yes. So you, without you even knowing, and that's why I think you know, uh, um, platforms like this one, where we can talk together and understand that what we do in a day, it might not feel like you're doing anything, but you don't know who you're touching when it comes to inspiration. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, so thanks for all of that. But I've got a lot of people that are asking me things like, um, what made you decide to go back to school? And I thought, you know what? You inspired me to go back to school. I didn't tell you that, but but you inspired me to go back to school. So I'm going to ask you that question. What was it that made you think, okay, I've already been a mom for a while. You know, I I want to go back and get my education. What was it that made you think of that? Well, to be honest, my situation was that I always wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to college right out of high school, but um, just life circumstances kind of prevented it or made it extremely difficult. Uh, My parents had moved to Florida from New York, and I was in New York by myself and really didn't know how to um, get myself into college and how to um, pay for it and support myself. So I moved to Florida and then I got married and then I had two children and I always wanted to go to college, but my, um, boy's dad was not supportive of that. So I didn't go, but when we separated, the very first thing I did was sign up for college. Cause it was one thing I always wanted to do. Like, even if I didn't do anything with that degree, I just wanted to have that degree for myself. I get I it. thought, I want to go to college. Yes. I mean, it's so a different experience. I was 38 Good. When I went to college. See, this is so important for people to hear because we there are people out there that are thinking, okay, I I'm it's too late for me. You know, I can't do this. I'm a mom. I'm even people who are grandparents right now, they're saying it's too late. Well, it's not too late. It's not. Oh, no, it's not too late. That's awesome. So and I actually feel like it's easier now to get your degree because you can do it all online. You can be a stay at home mom and go to college, you know, cause you can do it online. When I uh, went back to college and that's been a year or two ago, um, the it, you still had to go to classes yeah and I didn't mind doing that because I enjoy being around people and it, it fit into my schedule so it was something called the adult degree program um, so they worked with 
adults who were wanting to go back to college. And I think now you can do it all online or maybe you just go to the college once a semester, uh, things like that. So it's even easier to get that degree or more convenient. I don't know if it's easier because it's a lot of work. You yeah. Know, yeah. Well, college, but so worth it if that's what you desire. Right. Right. I, I actually did mine 100% online and I was working full time and traveling at the time. And it, the, the, the learning part of it wasn't so hard. It was finding the time to get in all that writing because there's so much writing in it. But, there is. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like as a single person, having that in your back pocket is so important in order to be able to um, live a life that makes you happy, right? Well, it definitely helps you support a life. Exactly. You, you know, it, yeah. uh, had I not gotten a degree, um, I wouldn't be in the career field I am. And back when I uh, started into clinical research, you just had to have a four-year degree. It didn't matter what it was in. So I have a business degree. And I worked with people uh, who, in clinical research, that had art history degrees, law degrees, marketing degrees, um, public relations. Now, it's changed that you have to have a medical or science background to get into clinical research. But back when I got into it 23 years ago, you just had to have a four-year degree. So I kind of got lucky yeah that I was able to move into um the career field I'm in um with a four-year degree I could not walk into this career right now with the degree I have but it did work out for me um when I graduated college so I'm very very thankful for that but you know this isn't the only um good career option out there there's so many and you know I think uh just having that degree uh opens so many doors for you it really does and like it you really said does. it's not you don't have to have that it's just you know for people like us who are forward focused, you know, like I'm looking towards the future and being happy, being single. I mean, I I feel like whatever you can do to support yourself, um, a degree is just part of that. And um, if that's not the way you want to go, you absolutely do not have to do that now. There are so many opportunities. But um, so... So that's not the only thing you've ever done that's inspired me. What inspires me is a lot of the things that you do, Debbie, as you as a parent, I mean, you always you put your kids first, but you never let go of self-focus, you know, self-improvement. What kind of things do you do that can what do you do now that keeps you motivated to keep looking forward and not spending so much time looking behind you at i mean we've all made mistakes we've all been in um situations in our life that we would do over but what keeps you focusing forward 
Well, I think at different points in your life, it's different things. So, you know, after I graduated college, the focus was to get my two boys through college. Um, And the only reason I really stressed college with them is because I felt it would open up a lot of opportunities uh, that might not otherwise be there for them. Um, And then, so once they were out of college, of course, you know, there was, uh, my younger son got married. And so becoming a good mother-in-law was something that I wanted to do. And then they had children. So I wanted to be a good grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, growing my career. So I had reached kind of the pinnacle in, in the career, well, in the line of work I was doing for that position. So now I'm in management, which, you know, so it just seems like there's always something exciting to look forward to and to focus on. You know, now I'm trying to uh, prep myself for retirement because I'm, I mean, I'm not retiring next year or two. And I know you have retired and I'm, I have retirement envy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I am um, focusing on what do I need to do to get myself ready for retirement? You know, I don't yeah. want to, the day I retire, I don't want to have two car payments and, um, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a huge mortgage Responsibilities. And, so, and, and, and nothing in my retirement account. Right. right. So I, I am focusing on maybe putting a little bit more away and getting things paid off and just getting myself in a good uh, place. And then also I've always had a, a, a strong circle of female friends that, and most of us love to travel. So I find it's, um, I can focus on what's coming up when I have something planned. Something like to look trip. forward to, right? Yeah, something to look forward to. And it, it's exciting to do that with girlfriends who are excited about it, too. So you yeah. spend a lot of time talking about it and getting ready for it and planning it and then going on the trip and having so much fun and then thinking we need to plan the next trip. So that just, I think, um, looking at what's ahead and focusing on those types of things and then always having something to look forward to in the short term like a trip that's really important talk to me talk to me about your uh your circle of friends how how important are they in keeping your mood elevated and you know when we when we're single a lot of people say i just don't like to be alone well i'm the opposite i like to be alone i do like to be with my friends and i look forward to it but there are times when i feel lonely or depressed how important is it to have a close-knit group of friends that you can call up and say you know i'm not doing good today tell me about them it's so important and and the friends you have that are really close they have known you for a long time they probably know you're feeling down without you even having to say it right right? the way you answer the phone yeah um your willingness to go out to dinner um them you know talking about stuff that's exciting for them and you just can't 
elevate your mood to that level of excitement for them when you typically do. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a ebb and flow because, you know, your girlfriends are going to be lonely sometimes too, right? They're going to be down and, and out about things. You know, maybe they've had a death in the family or maybe they've been sick or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe their grandchild isn't doing really well in school or, you know, any, it can be anything that can really steal your joy in the moment. And, um, most of the time you have a friend who's been through that yeah and and can listen or provide support or you know maybe they'll just have you over you know i've got a girlfriend who will have me over and we'll just watch a movie and we don't even have to talk about anything because she knows you know if if i'm going through something um she doesn't want me to cry. Right? Yeah, she so just I, knows I you need somebody there. Yeah, I I have a girlfriend who's really funny. Like you're allowed to cry once a week. So <laughs> <laughs> schedule that. <laughs> so it's like okay, you cried on Tuesday, so you're you know no more crying. You've this met weekend. your quota. And she can put a, you know interject a little bit of humor into it, and and I can do the same for her. I remember years ago. I had totaled my car on the interstate. Oh my God. It was scary. It was the probably the scariest thing that had ever happened to me. And um, I called her. She was at work. She dropped everything, drove three hours to come get me. And I just could not stop crying. And um, I mean, I, it, it was almost like the adrenaline stopped. Yeah. And um, the the awareness of what had just happened and what could have happened. And so at one point we're driving home and she said, you're going to have to stop crying or I'm going to slap you. And then, you know, here years later, she, oh, remember when you wouldn't stop crying. And, and so she might be my go-to person, you know, if yeah. I'm really sad and, um, feel like I'm just going to cry because I know she she'll let me but she won't let me wallow in it yeah that's important yes yeah that's important yeah but you play both roles I mean when you're in a group of friends you are the one that needs supported and you are the supporter I mean it's this is this is oh, yeah. what this is so important for people to hear because when they come out of a relationship and they're learning how to be single and be successful at it they they get nervous like uh, somebody asked me aren't you worried about like what happens if you get sick and you're alone I you know what I live alone but I'm never alone because if I need help I've got that group of friends as well that I can call up and say hey I need support and somebody's going to be there. So it's really important. And I think, you know, it, because it goes both ways, you are the one supporting and you are the one that needs supported. Because it goes both ways, you're building a, a, a huge foundation. Friendship is just a huge part of, of living successfully single. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, this past year, I struggled with kidney stones and I ended up having to have three different procedures. And every time I came home from the hospital, 
you know, friends were calling me and leaving food on my front door, like oh, DoorDash, nice. Friend Dash, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it was just so nice. And I, I didn't take advantage, you know, I just uh, one or two times uh, each procedure. But then I've also been the one to do the cooking or the, you know, I'm going here. Can I pick you up something and drop it off? You know, it's, it's almost like we have this unspoken, um, agreement that we're going to take care of each other. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's amazing and we're all growing older together. So none of us are in our twenties and none of us are in our thirties, you know, we're all older looking forward to retirement and stuff, but, um, we're, it's, it's like, I don't know how people do it if they don't have a, a strong circle of friends because my friends have done so much to help me, but they know I would do anything for them as well. Yeah. That's really an important part of, you know, building your life as a single person is filling your life with people that you can spend time with that's not work. You know, you don't have to work at it. You, It's there, it's comfortable, it's familiar, and there, it, you know, it's it's support in, in every way possible, even with... I know when when I want to laugh, I know who to call. When I want to cry, I know who to call. It's it's uh, it's so important on building your future. So I think that's really good. It's a really good place for people to start when they're coming out of you know bad relationships, or even if they're just planning on being single. You can do it and still live a very fulfilling life having a group of friends. So that's exciting to me. Well, and you might have listeners who say, I don't have a circle of friends and I don't even know where to start to find people to be friends with. And maybe they've been a stay at home mom or maybe they retired or maybe they, you know, uh, just have focused on their career and and just have never taken the time. I would encourage uh, people to find something you love to do. Yeah. Maybe you like uh, to um, volunteer for Habitat for Humanity, or you love to uh, bicycle or walk. walk yeah. Or um, I've love I love playing pickleball, and I've met so many wonderful people doing that, and a group of us are going to Spain next year. And if I hadn't been playing pickleball, I wouldn't have met most of those women that I'm going with. So so even it's, you know, even though I have a good circle of friends, I'm still making more friends. But if there's something you like to do, find a group of people doing it. And you can do that on, um, you know, there's uh, apps that tell you what activities are going on in your area you know, look into that and find something you love to do. And you're going to meet people who have the same um, likes as you do and enjoy doing the same things that you like to do. Um, and I think you'll you'll make friends so and you'll you, have things in common right off the bat. Agreed. This is a really important, important part of this conversation is finding, making connections because... For a lot of people, it feels like, you know, as the older you get, if you are um, 
if you're a loner and you like to be by yourself and you don't have that circle of friends, finding the courage to get out and do something that is fun for you and will open you up to talking to people, you need to learn how to be, um, have a more open mind when it comes to making friends. Like, I would have never chosen pickleball, but the more I hear about it and the more I see on it, I'm thinking, I can see where you can make connections playing this game. For me, it would be, you know, the laughter of me falling on my face. I mean, I see it. I see it. But it's so important to make friends. It could be anything like a gym class or like you said, find an app or even there are groups um, solo traveling groups or things like that. You start from somewhere, find something you like to do. And if you're not one of those people that, you know, if you lived kind of sheltered where you were a single mom or you're a single mom or where you were married and you were stay at home and you didn't make friends, it's never too late to make friends ever. Start here. Ever. Ever. Yeah. So, um, so, so tell me about, um, like your hobbies. So you you like pickleball, you travel. What are some of the things that you do um, in your own spare time, solo, that make you happy? Where, you know how I was talking earlier in one of my episodes, I was talking about those silent periods, you know, those breaks in life where you've got to find fillers. What do you do to fill in your time? Do you have something? So... There's a few things that I do. Um, one is, I, I heard a quote one time, and I think it's Mark Twain, but I don't want to say that for sure. A man who enjoys his own company is never alone. Yes. So I like myself. I like, you know, I have no trouble spending time by myself. Um, it's not it's not uh, a dark place for me. Um, and some of the things I'll do when I'm alone are, um, I've got a little place at the lake, so I love to kayak. I love to paddleboard. Those are things I can do by myself. I love to listen to podcasts. Um, it was funny. I was listening to one of your earlier episodes about, um, being safe and, and sometimes, uh, you know, kind of looking over your shoulder and mm-hmm. making sure that yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, we're all true crime junkies now. We are. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I heard that episode. But I love to listen to true crime podcasts. So I could put that in. I can walk around my neighborhood. I can kayak. Um, I love to binge watch a few things on Netflix mm-hmm. or um, Amazon Prime. Um and I have no problem doing that. If I'm in Tennessee and it's cold, yeah. I love to curl up under a blanket, get a cup of hot chocolate, and binge watch something. Yeah. Um, and I have no problem doing that. Now, I don't want to do that for weeks and months on end. But I don't have any problem doing that uh, for a day or two, Yeah. especially if, if the weather's bad. Right. If you do it for weeks on end... You need to speak to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, and I'm with you. I I think it's so important to learn how to enjoy your own company because you're never going to have, unless you are in a marriage, and even then, you're not going to have somebody that's with you 24-7 except yourself. And 
if you if you're not comfortable with your own company you need to really start focusing on yourself and the reasons why because being by yourself is therapeutic and there is nobody that enjoys your company more than you if you're doing it right. Like if you're doing it right. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I, I even with a book, I'm reading a book right now and I I have to really really focus on giving myself permission to sit still for 40 minutes to read every day because I really want to read this book, but I feel unproductive when I'm doing that. And I and I've learned that your productivity, when it comes to things that you enjoy doing, your productivity is building your self-confidence, your self-worth. These are things that you're building to make yourself feel better about you. So don't take that away from yourself. You know, um, the what you said about... Um, you know, enjoying your own company, being able to be alone and be okay. I don't know who said it either. We're going to go with Mark Twain. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it is really important. Thanks, Mark. Sure, Mark. Hashtag Mark Twain. I just yeah. feel like it's so important to be able to enjoy your own company because you're never going to have um, someone with you 24-7 except yourself. So, um, you know, in all parts of your life, you need to be able to get along with yourself, um, speak kindly about yourself and to yourself. I mean, that that's hard to do, especially if you're coming out of a bad relationship. It's hard to do, but... Um, that kind of leads me to my next question, and I just want to know your opinion about this. What do you? What are your thoughts on therapy, on counseling? I I feel very um, I, I'm very pro counseling. I think it's really important for people to be able to speak to an impartial person. But I really wanted to know what your thoughts are on that. Best thing I ever did yeah. for myself. You and me both. Yes. Yeah. And it is, you know, it's, um, it, and I think you have to have the right counselor. Um, yeah. honestly, I think that's the key to it. And I had an amazing counselor and, uh, he didn't make it all go away, but he taught me how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and, um, one of the things he told me, uh, and I know you and I talked about this previously is that, you know, when you're sad, or when you're going through something that's um, emotionally painful, um, you know, treat yourself like you have the emotional flu. You know, when you have the physical flu, you might be in bed for a day or so. You might, you know, lay on the couch and just watch TV and, and doze in and out. You, you know, you take care of yourself physically, but we don't always do that emotionally. So, you know, if you don't feel like being around people when you have that emotional flu, that's okay, you know? And then as you start to feel a little better, you'll wanna do a little more. Now we don't wanna uh, wallow in that and, and spend months in that state. We wanna, you know, like we would for the physical flu, we would hydrate, we would take medicine, you know, we, we do what we need to do to get better. So, you know, when you're in the depth of it, you do want to, um, you know, it's okay to feel like you want to lay on the couch all day, or you don't want to answer the phone, or you want to cry, you know, that's okay. 
don't wallow and don't stay there for mm-hmm. long periods of time. But, yeah. you know, I thought that was such a good analogy that, when he told me that. That's huge. That's huge. And I, and I think it's really important for people to hear that because, you know, with, with, being mothers, you know, we live with guilt. We carry it in our purse, in our back pocket. You know, we've, it's just something that's always there. And I feel like um, when people rest, when they're feeling emotional or they're not feeling up to things today, that they feel guilty about it. And all that's doing is adding to your stress. And I agree. I think uh, I, I just think that's amazing advice to take to treat it like the flu and help yourself get over it. Give yourself grace when it comes to that. Oh yeah, and you know it's funny because you talk about the mother guilt. Um, my two boys are grown adults, and um, I have two grandchildren, but. You know, I remember every mistake I made, everything yes. I did that I shouldn't have done, Me everything too. that I should have done that I didn't. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember saying to both of my boys one time, uh, I hope when you look back at your childhood that you remember more good than bad. And they both looked at me and this puzzled look on their face and like what bad are you talking about and I'm like oh my god everything I did wrong as a mother and they're like we don't even know what you're talking about (laughs) so we are so much harder on ourselves we are yes we are because I had almost that same conversation with my kids they're like yeah like what I had a great childhood I don't know what you're talking about I'm like okay all right well it's just me then but you know we we do that I I will say Sam your kids did have an amazing childhood they really did I mean I was around them when they were kids and you know uh they had an amazing childhood and they were both such happy boys and um you know, you have a very um, delightful stepdaughter. I mean, it, yeah. I think they're all, um, they all had an amazing childhood. Oh, thanks for that. And your boys did too. And they were, I think it's because they had amazing mothers. I mean, I'm not positive they about did. that. <laughs> I do think they had amazing mothers. And we spent <laughs> a lot did. of time together. And I was thinking of one thing. I got to tell you, when you started talking about that, about the boys being happy, I was remembering a time that I was I was with the four boys your two and my two I don't think Stevie was there my stepdaughter I don't think she was there at the time but I made spaghetti for dinner and the boys were sitting at the table and one of the boys uh was one of yours I won't say which one but he'll remember um (laughs) one of the boys finished awfully quickly and I looked at his plate and you know spaghetti when you dump it kind of leaves a trail (laughs) (laughs) there was there was yes there was this trail of spaghetti and I was like what did you do with your dinner? Oh, I ate it. I said, you did? Yeah, I ate it. And I went and looked in the bathroom and there was like spaghetti sauce all over the toilet where he went and flushed it. And I just, I'll never forget that. Never, because it was so funny. I mean, we have such good boys. I just, it was hilarious. But It um, is, I love children. Me too. Thinking that they 
can outsmart us, it's, you know, that we yeah. would never catch on to something like that. Yeah, but I mean. Yes, yes, yeah. that was, I know which boy that was. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like my spaghetti either. <laughs> yeah. it, I, I believe it was your spaghetti. Um, you had cooked it before I came over to take care of the boys but it was it was hilarious yes yes yeah. yes it's <laughs> I know which boy that was so uh <laughs> Debbie I I just want to I mean we've already talked for 30 minutes and I feel like we could talk a lot longer but um but I want to cut it short just because I want to keep listeners coming back I don't want to give them too much at one time yes. but if you had one piece of advice to give someone who is struggling um, with their uh, just just struggling with either uh, separation divorce their empty nest anything what what would you what piece of advice would you give them to kind of come out of this funk that they're in I think my advice would be this is just a season, like a snapshot in time. And yes, it's difficult right now. But every time I've gone through something like this and I get some time and distance away from it and I look back, I am thankful for the mercy and the grace of not being in that situation anymore. So give yourself some time, and I think when you look back, you'll think, I'm so glad I'm not there, Um, so glad I'm there. And it took a little bit of time, but I'm able to look back now and say, "Um, I got through it, and I'm in a better place. That's awesome. Debbie, thank you so much for... I'd for, love to come back. Uh, you know what? Anytime. And we will have you back. I would love to have you back. You you inspire me with every conversation, with every phone call. I just love you and your spirit. And I want you to know that not only do you inspire me, but you inspire, you are going to inspire all of my listeners. So Thank you so much for for being with me today, and I will call you back if that's all right. Thank you so much for having me, Sam, and good luck with your podcast. Thank you so much. So big thanks to all of you for listening today, and big shout out to Debbie. Thanks so much for being with us. We will have her back again. Um, I told you, inspiration, she's inspiring, and... She's enjoying the sunshine in sunny Florida. Anyway, y'all, I'll see you next week on One Single Choice. I hope you have an amazing day. And above all else, be fierce, my friends. I can't count how many times this heart's been broken By a love, by a loss, sometimes a win I gave up on thinking broken hearts get mended, and I've sworn.